A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds, and while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The glass noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. On episode 69 of Confessions of a Marketer, we're talking marketers as customer advocates. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Ricardo Osti is back in to continue our chat about marketing and the customer experience. We will get to that discussion in just a moment. Next time, my old friend L. Wolf will be back in to chat about one of our favorite subjects, data in marketing. Soon, John Chang of IBM will be here to talk about some thinking he's done on career planning for marketers. And Rob Whedon will be back to discuss data, intent, and marketing. I want to invite you to have a listen to my other venture, the innovation podcast, The iPod, with Garnett Harriman. Lots of fun stuff happening over there. Head over to theinnovationpodcast.co to tune in. Okay, let's get to part two of my chat with Ricardo Osti. In this discussion, we delve into how marketers can be customer advocates, the trends he's seeing, and we also learn more about Wonderflow. So let's get to it. It sounds straightforward and uh, quite obvious, but it's very, very complicated no? because, um, <laughs> yeah. it, because let's say uh, it is not normal today for um, uh, managers to incorporate consumer data, consumer learnings into their day-to-day and strategic. Even if, I mean, especially if you look at the frequency where they try to make consumer-driven decisions, which usually happens maybe once per quarter or once every six months or maybe once a year when they have a strategy meeting. And that's already, you already get a sensation uh, that there is something not working just right now because customers write every day about their experiences. So um, we should, uh, it would be impossible to uh, use that type of learnings on a daily basis, but it's also unrealistic that we uh, managers use it every six months or once a year. Yeah, that would yeah. be uh, now. So I would say the type of data that we have today, the ease at which they are produced gives us the opportunity to have much more frequent loops with customers now and uh, more frequent interactions, more frequent uh, steering on the decisions that we made. So um, the important thing is to start. Yeah. Uh, But the goal, the real goal is to make it very, very frequent and and make it normal. 
Yeah, and we talk about the customer journey, right? And it's really a journey for the for the company as well. It's not just for the customer. It's a journey without an end, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the whole concept behind uh, consumer centric companies is that they don't invest in um, in today. They invest in uh, lifetime value. Right, no? right. So is the real goal shouldn't even be how much we can charge or how much we can make out of this customer today, but how much can we make in the next five to 10 years? No? So it's not even related to one single product, but it's related to a relationship. No? In fact, we may initially at the beginning of our conversation, I mentioned car manufacturers. No? Yeah. For that type of companies, which are often product centered, Centric. Their, uh, I mean, their goal, of course, is to maximize shareholders' value. Now, as also for consumer-centric companies, but they do it uh, through, um, let's say, standard practices. Now, trying to decrease the uh, fixed cost, trying to sell more units, trying to expand to new geographies. While so they, their advantage is in the product expertise now, while for consumer centric companies it is in the relationship expertise. So it's yeah. actually the customer experience, the journey, the learnings that you make are the real advantage that can help uh, brands to beat their competitors. If you've recovered from COVID 19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID 19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalit.org today. Yeah, it's interesting to see a lot of B2B companies, I have trouble with that term, but B2B companies adopting you know, B2C tactics because they are selling to human beings. They're not selling to a business. And it's, it's kind of interesting to see that transformation that's happened over the last several years. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's a very good point. And um, I mean, what surprises me uh, more, I mean, I'm not surprised anymore because I see this happening <laughs> almost every day, you know, right. but uh, what, what I believe it's a bit odd is that we, brands in general, always expect customers to do the extra mile, to imagine what they could do, what they could change, what they would do right. if they end up in a situation. No? So, for example, the Net Promoter Score, which is now one of the uh, probably the most popular indicator that is used today. No? Yeah. And I mean, just in a couple of words, is it, it should measure the willingness of customers to recommend your product or service to someone else. Yeah. No? And that's 100% B2C, no? Because, I mean, that's, that's where it started. It's, it's very, sure, sure. it's relevant when it's based on a vast amount of, uh, let's say, large data set. But it's, I've seen it many times using this type of indicator for B2B. So it kind of feels like the B2B companies do not have enough touch points, enough data sources to do other types of analysis. And therefore, you're absolutely right. They end up using more like B2C approach to gain insights from, uh, from their clients while they, they could just do much easier things. So can you tell me about your company, Wonderflow, you know, what, what you guys are up to there? We analyze any kind of feedback from customers, 
using natural language processing, and we translate this, uh, let's say, this big data into small actionable data, meaning that we transform a lot of texts, a lot of information into simple, actionable things that brands can do to improve their products and services based on what customers want. We work with both B2C and B2B companies, and we uh, really encourage our customers to um, use what's already available. So we encourage them to break the loop uh, and stop asking questions and doing the things that they've been doing for the last 30 years and just find what's already available on the internet or in their internal databases. We analyze those texts and uh, we try to, uh, to instill a very much consumer-centric culture uh, within their organizations. So the answers are kind of staring them in the face. They're there in front of them. They're not buried somewhere. Yeah, the point is, we mentioned reviews, and reviews are, uh, are a crazy good example because a lot of brands today still waste money in doing surveys, questionnaires, interviews, while they could just analyze what customers say in reviews. Right. And those are free text, voluntarily generated, incredibly insightful, and they drive sales. And they're just out there. It is not easy to analyze them, and which is what we do. Huh? But if you manage to analyze them correctly, and those are, this is for sure the best source of insights that you can get. And so do you free. pour those? Yeah, do you pour those into a tool that you've designed that analyzes the language and kind of creates a sentiment analysis? Is that how it works? Yeah, that's correct. So we find where, for example, reviews are, but we support more than 200 different data sources, yeah. private and public data sources like call center data, NPS, open text, free text in general, emails, messages, and of course, reviews. So we find where they are, we download them, we click clean them from the noise, we process them with uh, text analysis technology, and we, we visualize the results in a very easy-to-use dashboard called the Wonderboard, which is usually shared with as many people as possible within the organization. That's something that you've mentioned uh, earlier in our conversation, but it's very important that everyone in the company has access to customer uh, feedback and to the learnings that you can make from it. Because that's the only way to really become consumer-centric as a whole. Yeah. So it's a dashboard that everyone can uh, yeah, access. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a dashboard. It's an online dashboard. Well, this has been a fascinating discussion, Ricardo. I really appreciate you joining me. It's been really interesting and insightful. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, I think the questions that you asked me uh, were very much to the point, and um, we could be here talking for one year. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, let's have you back, and we can we can see how things are later this year. Sounds like a plan. Thanks again for having me, and um, looking forward to hear again our podcast recorded. Thanks to Ricardo for a thought-provoking discussion. Next time, El Wolf will be back in to chat about data and marketing. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time.
never tried to eyeball six feet as often as you do now. You wear a mask, you wash your hands, and you've stayed within the walls of your apartment for more hours than you care to add up. But unless you live in a smoke-free building, you're not exactly home free. Secondhand smoke drifting through the cracks in walls or sink drains carries toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. And right now, lung health is key. Go to tobaccofreeca.com to learn how to stay safe.